You are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Ben Kurkowski, and today I want to preview Saturday night's matchup against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers knew they were in a rebuilding year, and that makes sense as they have a record of 4-9 and nine, and at, at this point are actually totally out of the playoff race. But this team is not just some rebuilding team as it has played with some of the best in football this year. Just looking at their games throughout the year, you can see a Panthers team that has almost beat the Saints and the Chiefs, both of the top dogs of the NFC and AFC a majority of the year. Just a few weeks ago, the Panthers beat the Lions 20-0. to This is a Panthers team that can play with almost anyone and has honestly exceeded expectations this season. This is a team itching to continue to prove itself, and with so many young players on this roster, they are in no way ready to give up or throw in the towel because they have futures, jobs, and just too much money on the line to do that. So let's break down this Panthers team to see how the Packers have to prepare for this game. First, let's look at this Panthers offense. So the Panthers brought in head coach Matt Rule and offensive coordinator Joe Brady and have really taken this offense to an unexpected level this season. Even without having Christian McCaffrey uh, a majority of the year, this will be the 11th game he misses this weekend. In no way are the Panthers great in any way, but they are a top 15 offense when it comes to some of the most important categories like yards per rush, yards per pass, and QB sack percentage. They have a trio of receivers in Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel, who have all been good receivers in the NFL. Not great, but good receivers and have really paved the way for this passing attack, giving Bridgewater just so many options to throw to. That doesn't even account for how good Christian McCaffrey is out of the backfield when healthy, and just how good undrafted running back rookie Mike Davis has played this season in McCaffrey's absence as a pass catcher out of the backfield too. This team has a slew of weapons they can throw at you, all who play at about the same level, which makes their offense kind of unpredictable because uh, you're, they're not relying on one or two players uh, where the offense has to run through. They have this very talented young run, runner in Mike Davis as well, and then their offensive line has been fairly good as well this season. At the tackle positions, they have two solid tackles in Taylor Moten and Russell Okong, and then at center, they have Matt Paradis, who have uh, has been a above average center this year, but on the interior is where they get a little weak with their guards who have played below average this season and John Miller and Chris Reed. Uh, I think on a normal, not a normal year, but I think this, this offense is going to take strides. It's only going to get better. And I'm, uh, I see this team very similar to how I saw, how I saw Miami grow, uh, as they move from last year to this year to being in playoff contention, I see the Panthers possibly making a step like that next season. And we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see, but this offense, it has everything it needs. Um, it just needs to get a healthy McCaffrey and this, uh, offense would be very, very hard to stop. But there is one big problem though. And the biggest problem with this offense is that even though their starting quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, isn't bad by any means, the problem is, is that he's just not good either. Technically, he's the 29th quarterback in the league when it comes to his overall passing grade. And it, uh, according to PFF, which just shows how poor he's really played compared to other QBs in the in the NFL. This lack of juice that the Panthers are getting from their QB situation is really kind of holding this offense back from really being something special. And I think if they're healthy, get healthy next year, I think, and they add a quarterback who can make a splash, who can add some positives to this offense, uh, I really think this offense can really go somewhere next season. Where the Panthers 
also are really weak is their interior offensive line. This is where the Packers really need to attack defensively in this game. Over the last few weeks, the Packers have been able to generate a good amount of pressure, but especially uh, we have seen a lot of promise and a lot of uh, production from along the interior with guys like Dean Lowry, Kinsey Kiki, and Kenny Clark. So we need to continue to have these guys show up, get pressure up the middle, on Bridgewater because Bridgewater, he just can't move the same way he used to before his knee surgery. And so we need to attack that. We need to attack this interior offensive line. And I think even we need to consider continuing to use Darius Smith on the inside as well on those third and longs, those obvious passing situations, and might be a way to get more a more ideal one-on-one matchup against against this weak interior offensive line. Not to mention the Panthers are actually going to be without any depth along their offensive line this week as their top backup interior offensive lineman and their top backup offensive tackle are out in this game. And then you have, that leaves you Russell Okong, the starting left tackle, who is actually questionable for this game and did not play or did not practice the last two days. So uh, his appearance in Saturday night's game is I'm it's really up in the up in the air on in this at this point um and I wonder if he'll actually play and if that left tackle position is open and their backups coming in who did play fairly well last week um in in Okong's uh absence as he had to leave the game early due to his injury but I I don't see this Panthers offensive line being able to stop our pass rush and because of that if the Packers can take advantage of all this and generate pressure up the middle, maybe off the edge if Okong's gone in this game, this is going to allow our guys, especially our defensive backs, um, and our whole defense in general, is just to be able to play more man coverage on the back end. Knowing our corners uh, won't need to stick to their receivers for three-plus seconds, uh, Pettens might actually be more likely to let his guys be in more man coverage situations. And we know that... The Packers corners are set up to play in man coverage. That's what they're good at. And th- there's they're fast, tall, lengthy. Uh, they're not zone corners. They're not. Our defense has struggled time and time again. We saw that last week. We've seen that uh, throughout the season so far. Matt LaFleur has went out and said, hey, our guys are really set up good for man coverage. Uh, we think they can really excel there. And this is a game where we need to take advantage of that. We need to take advantage of putting our guys in the best position to win. And that means using more man coverage like we saw against the Eagles a few weeks ago. And that's a game that we held the Eagles to 16 points, but actually only, I think, I think there was the punt return touchdown. So they gave up nine points defensively uh, with the one special teams touchdown. So, and the other thing, that this uh, Panthers team is just really entirely missing is their tight end position. So the tight end position has been literally uh, vacant for the Panthers uh, with their starter has a 43.5 receiving grade on the season. So average is like 66. So uh, awful, failing, terrible uh, tight end uh, position for the Panthers. And with a lack of even average play at the tight end position and with also with Christian McCaffrey out for this game this is a really good matchup for the Packers linebackers who have struggled to be in coverage as of late Christian Kirksey has honestly been just terrible this season he's been a huge disappointment he did fight through injury and maybe that's holding his playback at this moment but I've been really disappointed even before his injury uh his coverage is poor and he's not even that good of a run defender either he is not overcoming his athletic measurables that he does not have. Um, 
the thing about Kirksey was that he plays so instinctual. He's so smart. He can overcome the things that would hold back most linebackers in the NFL. And he's not been able to show that at all this year. Um, and so Chris Barnes really hasn't been that much better, but uh, I would love to see more Chris Barnes in this game because at least he has explosiveness. He has aggressiveness and speed, which I love to see. And we saw him show a lot of promise at times earlier in the year when Christian Kirksey was out, when Kamal Martin still wasn't back. And I want to see him more on the field. And and then especially even more though, even more than Christian or Chris Barnes, I want to see Kamal Martin play. That guy has not been playing enough at all. Last week against the Lions, Kamal Martin only played a total of 12 snaps, but he was the second highest graded player on the entire Packers defense. He was good in run defense and is a very solid, solid tackler. He's not great in coverage, but his instinct, his athleticism makes up for his mistakes right now. I And I, I'm okay with having some mistakes, but he can't learn from those, those mistakes if he's not in the game. And he has athleticism that, he can build off of if he just starts to understand how to play in the NFL more. He didn't get to play much last season uh, for Minnesota because of injury. And so I just feel like he just needs to play more. He is athletic. He's good. And we need to see him on the, on the field more, more than Christian Kirksey. We know what Christian Kirksey is. I don't know for sure exactly what Kamal Martin is and Chris Barnes are, but I think they could be the future of this Packers linebacker position. I think linebacker, is an overrated position. I think it's really hard to draft. I think it's really hard to figure out, honestly, based off everything I'm starting to understand as I try to scout players coming into the NFL, try to scout current players in the NFL. Uh, And I think these guys can be good enough, plenty good, especially on rookie deals, to be starters and have solid impacts on our defense. And I want to see these rookies in the game and giving them opportunities to prove themselves. Uh, When, especially Kamal Martin, when he has played, he's almost always played pretty well. Three out of the last four games for the Packers, Kamal Martin has actually been the second highest graded defender for the Packers in each of those games. And he's actually the second highest graded defender on this Packers team over over the entire season, only behind Jair Alexander. So Kamal Martin has actually played better than Zedaria Smith. Then Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. You want to, I can name tons and tons of more guys who you would think, oh, these guys are amazing. These are good, solid players. Um, but Kamal Martin has been the second highest graded defender for the Packers, and he deserves more snaps. And we need to play him more and add some athleticism to the middle of our defense that we're not getting from Christian Kirksey. With Raven Green, safety out with injury as well, who the Packers love to rely on who who love who we love to rely on in the middle of our defense. Uh, I just would love to see giving Kamal Martin and giving Chris Barnes more snaps in the middle because uh, I think they can prove themselves. They're going to make mistakes, but I think they're going to play fast and they're going to make mis- mistakes 100%. And I think most of the time it's not going to matter. So another guy I'd love to see play a little more with that Raven Green injury is Vernon Scott. So Vernon Scott played a little bit more in in Raven Green's absence last week, and he actually played fairly well. So Vernon Scott is a rookie safety uh, TCU. He's a very fast, young rookie safety for the Packers. And I would love to see him get more snaps, snaps this week to see if he can build on last week's performance because last week he actually had a 90 coverage grade. He was only targeted two times, but we only gave up one reception for one yard in coverage last week. 
and it was only on 13 coverage snaps total, but still I would love to see him out on our defense more. We've always wanted our defense to be faster and that's what Vernon Scott brings. That's why we have Darnell Savage because he is ridiculously fast as well. I think Vernon Scott is, he has that same type of speed that Savage has. And I would love to see him out there matching up against these tight ends and running backs this week with our young linebackers and prove that all three of these guys, Vernon Scott, Kamal Martin, Chris Barnes need to see the field more and build off of impressive showings that they've all had at some point this season so far. So next let's move this Carolina defense and figure out, uh, some more about how we can attack them and their defense. Carolina's defense is where they have struggled at times. Uh, most of this season, they just have one of the youngest defenses in the NFL. And so they can't really help it. But, uh, this is where things have just gone downhill for the Panthers. Uh, they do have two studs on their defense though. And then lots of young bodies just trying to find their way in the NFL. They're in the bottom half of the NFL in points per game allowed, yards per rush attempt, and yards per pass attempt. But most importantly, they struggle to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks as they are the 28th in the league at sacking QBs. And there are a few key pieces of this defense, though, that are worth pointing out. There's two studs, and Zach Kerr is one of them, one of their defensive tackles, very strong guy in the middle of their defense, has been one of the actually actually the top defensive tackles in the league this year, kind of coming out of nowhere um, and has had an impact in all phases of the game. And then the other guy the Packers really need to be aware of is on the edge is top edge rusher, Brian Burns, who has been an elite edge rusher for them and doesn't stick to one side or the other. So he'll be a test for the Packers this week, especially if the Packers decide to keep running Rick Wagner on the right side of this offensive line. The Packers We'll need to be aware of where Brian Burns is at all times, or he will bring Rodgers to the ground consistently in this game, as he has actually been the fifth best edge rusher in the NFL this season. And just hearing that is so hard. And as I was reading about that, it's so hard because the Packers had to be scratching their heads at the realization that they had a chance to draft Brian Burns over Rashawn Gary, and they didn't. And at this point in their careers, it really seems like Burns was the better option. It was it was just that Burns was a lighter edge guy, which didn't seem to fit the mold the Packers desired. Um, but guys, you we, we can't. You can't draft guys that fit your scheme. That's not what you do. You draft the best football players, and you build a scheme, scheme around them that puts them in the best places to win. If you coach basketball and you have five short, fast guards, and those are your best five players on your team, you play fast, up-tempo, high-pressure basketball. But if you have two, six, seven guys in your team, you slow it down and you win in the paint. And that's the same thing here. And the Packers really are paying the price here. And now having to face up against Brian Burns two years in a row here after passing on him in the draft is just, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard um, to watch and it's, it's difficult for sure. And we knew that Brian Burns was much, much more productive in college for Sean Gary had this crazy athleticism, but lacked this production to prove his worth. Um, and we drafted for athleticism and potential and uh, passed up on a guy who is the fifth best edge rusher in the NFL right now. And it's a sad, sad reality. Yes, he's only 255 pounds instead of 275 pounds like Rashawn Gary, but he could easily be playing across from Zadari Smith, having that power rusher having the speed rusher on the other side. And so it's it's hard. It's it's hard when you make mistakes like that. I wasn't all for Brian Burns. I'd have to look back. I'd actually was more higher on Montez Sweat. So in no way was I totally right about this either. So 
but uh, it is hard to go up against a guy like that. You had a guy, to, you had a chance to draft. So uh, moving on though, the pack, the Panthers, other than those two guys on their defense, they have really been weak in all other facets of their defense. There have been almost no players throughout their linebackers, their corners, their safeties who have played at least 20% of their snaps and played above average football this season. This Panthers defense is weak and have been very well coached though, to play as well as they have so far this season. They are young and getting better every week. This has to be where the Packers win consistently uh, is against this Panthers defense and having another explosive day from our offense. The The Packers have been the best offense in the entire NFL this season, even better than the Kansas City Chiefs. They have so many weapons, and the Packers need to attack this defense all over in both the running game and passing attack. I would love to see another game where the Packers are putting up 40-plus points again uh, like they did a few weeks ago against the Bears. I expect MVS to build off of last week's performance and string two great games in a row. Devontae Adams has another day with a touchdown catch. We need Robert Tunyon to continue to be exceptional near the red zone. And then I want to see more from Alan Lazard. He has had a few weeks of okay play coming back from injury, but we haven't quite seen anything like his uh, performance against the Atlanta Falcons, which is where he left off before missing majority of the season due to that core muscle injury that occurred in that game. The Packers also need to show they can run the football in this game. The Packers have been very off and on when it comes to running the football this season. And when it comes to cold football, the Packers need to be able to rely on their ground game. And that is going to start this week. The Packers haven't needed their ground game to win uh, as of late. But in our three losses this season, the Packers averaged only 4.3 yards per rush in our three losses and only ran the football an average of 18 times a game in those losses. The lack of production in the ground game limited our offense, and we can't let that happen as we end the season. And the ground game becomes even more important when the Packers are going to be playing at frigid Lambeau Field, hopefully throughout the entire playoffs. And I'm looking for all three running backs to be used in this game and for them to average over 4.7 yards per carry as a group in this game. This seems to me like the key number between an okay day rushing the football and a good day. That takes our offense really over the top. And if the Packers can run the football on first down and have a second and five or run the football on second down and have a third and two, this has a huge impact on our offense and our ability to open up the entirety of our playbook for Rodgers and the floor to really do some damage in the passing attack. We've seen when the Packers are running the football well, our play action is ridiculously good. It's Rodgers is ridiculously good. He's without pressure and he is so comfortable. And Rodgers has been amazing all season, but when we run the football, he's been even better. So uh, in conclusion, uh, I believe the Packers really can win this game. But don't sleep on this Panthers team because they have been playing some really tough football as of late. This Carolina offense is going to try to beat the Packers by throwing to the flats on either side as Bridgewater has actually been 100% accurate this season throwing behind the line of scrimmage outside the hashes. This is a place where the Panthers want to get the football, put it in their playmakers' hands, and try to make a guy miss. And the Packers will have to do a really good job at breaking down and making tackles, keeping receivers, running backs in front of them. Uh, And the other place Bridgewater in this passing attack really wants to beat opposing teams is deep down the field, specifically the left side of the field. Uh, This is where Bridgewater has actually been an elite passer this year. If you look at his breakdowns of where he's passed the football, look for the Packers to maybe inch Amos or Savage in that direction to provide some more help on the back end of our defense, especially because Kevin King does usually play on that side of the field. Um, And I do um, 
think Bridgewater, though, will struggle to throw the football in this game. I see uh, kind of a a weak interior offensive line. I see uh, maybe some questionable performance from the left tackle coming in this game. And I see Pettin just really scheming up a lot of pressure up the middle with Kenny Clark, Zedarius Smith in this game. And with that pressure in Bridgewater's face, I think he's going to struggle to be accurate in this game and just not be a very effective not be very effective as a passer uh, when he's trying to throw uh, five plus yards down the field. I'm really hoping Kamal Martin, Chris Barnes can prove their worth to this team in this game and play instinctual, instinctual fast football, limit the mistakes in this game, being decent enough in coverage and just stout and stopping the run in the middle of our defense. And I'm also looking forward to seeing more action from safety Vernon Scott. And I hope he can match up well on these tight ends and protect the middle of the field well. And just all of our defenders in general, as I hope the Packers uh, just play more man coverage and just let our guys play aggressive, getting after the QB in this game, playing man coverage, playing aggressive man coverage where they just get to show off and they just like, no, I'm shutting you down. And that's my man. And last season we saw our defense thrive uh, the most when they were just, they, they had ego, they had pride. Um, and I want to see that in this game. Offensively for the Packers with the cold, I expect the Packers to back away from their passing attack, rely more on the ground game as the year comes to a close. The Packers will need to see some big things from this running game to win out through December and especially in January at Lambeau Field. I hope to see the Packers run the football 30 times in this game and get 150 yards on the ground and throw the ball for another 30 times for 275 yards in this game. I want the Packers to average about five yards a carry in this game, get a total of 425 yards of offense. I want to see Rodgers throw for another three touchdowns, one to Adams, one to Tunyon, one to MVS. And then I want to see Lazard get more involved. I want to, I want him to catch at least five passes. And then I want to see a few breakaway runs from Aaron Jones in this game as well. Final score, I really am hoping the Packers can really get close to that 40-point mark, and I'm thinking they can. Uh, I think they can put up 38 points in this game. I think against the, Banth- against the Panthers, kind of a weak defense. We are going to slow down the game, though. We're going to run the football more. And so I think the Packers win this one 38-21, to 21, uh, winning by even more than two touchdowns. So so that's all we have today, folks. Make sure to watch Saturday night's game, which is on Fox if you are in Milwaukee or in Green Bay uh, TV network. But it will only be on NFL Network for the rest of the state. And so make sure you know that uh, and you're set up to be able to watch the game. So make sure you stay tuned also for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast. And tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.